0: We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy. This morning, I want to share with you the the power of embracing the moment. I'm pretty, uh, just being in the present, and I'm just going to go straight into it this morning, and I'm going to just talk to you guys about the story Ruth. Now, if you don't know the story of Ruth, it's okay. I'm going to do like a really quick overview recap of the book of Ruth, okay? Um, If you know it, that's at your advantage. If not, uh, here's the main points that I'd like to share. Um, uh, Ruth and Naomi. So, uh, Elimelech and Naomi, husband and wife, head to um, Moab because there's a famine in Bethlehem. And they also have two sons, and they all head over. They're literally in search for food. Imagine that. Like, there's no food here. We have to go somewhere else and search for food. That is just wild to me. Did you guys hear the echo, or is it just me? You you are? Should I change my mic? They're hearing the echo, too. I think the people in the front hear the echo. But, okay, just letting you know, because it's kind of weird for me to hear the echo. And... um, So they head to Moab. While they're in Moab, the boys get married to Moabites, okay? So they're all happy. Boys are married. And devastation happens. Naomi's husband dies. Can you imagine that? You're in a foreign land. Your husband dies. Not only your husband, but your two sons as well. Like, that is wild. When you take a moment and think about how devastating that would be, That's a pretty huge deal. So when she hears Naomi's like hearing that the famine is over, she can head back to her homeland. She makes her way and encourages her two daughters-in-law now that she has to stay in Moab because they're Moabites. And so they're still young. They don't have kids. They could easily get married. So she's like, this makes sense. You guys stay in your hometown. Get remarried. You're still young. You can still have kids. I'm going to head back home. And so one of the sisters and l- the daughters-in-law stays, and but Ruth insists. She insists, she's like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving you. You're my mother-in-law. You're my family now. You are all I have. So she's like, kind of like, no way, I'm not leaving you. And then Naomi's like, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. And Ruth keeps on insisting that she stays with her mother-in-law and then her, basically her mother-in-law eventually goes, okay, fine, like, you're clearly not going to give up, so come with me. And it did not make any sense at all for Ruth to follow her mother-in-law. Like, everything was very promising in Mohab. And so she gets to, they get back home, uh, Naomi, at this point, is saying to her family, like, everybody's like, oh, Naomi. And she's like, don't even call me Naomi, which means pleasure. She's like, call me uh, Mara, which means bitter, because God has afflicted me. And she has, I mean, I can understand why she'd be a bit bitter, (laughs) right? She just, there's a lot that went wrong. But she's like, so, oh, that she's like, don't even call me by my name. And so Naomi is like, she's like, uh, she's devastated. Ruth is like, I'm going to try and help my mother-in-law in any way that I can. So she goes in fields and she takes over like the, the leftover grains that's being fallen after they've been harvested. And it, she so happened to be harvesting in one of the lands that was Naomi's uh, f- in family. Okay, so Boaz. Boaz had land and they, uh, Naomi, the mother-in-law, and Boaz are related. So fast forward, because this is getting too long now, um, <laughs> Boaz uh, f- is now, is he, he wants to help and he, uh, Ruth finds favor in Boaz's eyes and they get married. And so they get married, um, Boaz ends up uh, buying Naomi's land because Naomi had land but she needed to mediate her anyways. There's all many kinds of laws, especially when you're a woman back, the, back then, it's not as easy as here, as a woman selling land. And so Boaz buys the lands off as of Naomi. So Naomi has wealth restored. She has family now. I mean, Boaz and and Ruth get married, and eventually, like they are create, he created like a family heritage that is rich, where King David came from, and then eventually Jesus himself. Okay. So think about wow, redemption, incredible, right? And so when I look at our stories, I, I my story, I mean, we have a few stories of our, our lives. But one of the ones that I want to touch into is my, one of my, or we were in a season a few years back where we're going through a rough time personally. Just the church, it was going, it was rough. Uh, there was a few families that were leaving. We're going through like a shaking. And it was very difficult. It was a very sad time, confusing time uh even personally there was just like that it was you know those seasons where they're just like god kind of like uh naomi you know how naomi's like uh, don't even call me naomi which means pleasure call me Mara, which is like bitter you know it, it was almost like we were going through a rough time where we were just kind of like god what's going on like what are you doing like have you forgotten about us like, are, are, are you forgetting us and our life and, and you know, what, what we're, what, like, it was just kind of like the season where you're kind of looking at God and being like, what are you doing? What's happening? It's so easy in those moments to want to put up, like, walls and just push back what God wants to do in your life. Because once we feel, a, um, you know what, once we feel, it, maybe it's not always so dramatic like Naomi's life. Right, But there's areas of our life where we, we might feel rejected by God. Yeah. That we feel like a bit bittered from, by God a little, not big towards God. right? And so when we feel a sense of rejection from God, what we do is what we do. We put a wall in that area of our life to protect ourselves. It's like a protective mechanism that we, we just put up the wall. We feel unsafe. We feel like we can't trust the situation. It's a natural thing that we do. And so I remember going through the hard season. I really didn't want that to happen. I was like, God, I don't want any of this stuff to happen to us. I want to get through the other side strong. I want to get through the other side wiser, like, like just more um, closer to God, my to grow my faith you know when you're like god please i really don't want to and i because i could see i could see the like oh because you're so much pain that it's you could be like oh god what are you doing and so sometimes we have areas i'm sure you have areas of your life that you know maybe those areas of god you feel a bit of like of hurt you feel a bit of like god have you forgotten about me in this area have you, and you kind of feel like, what are you doing, God? Like, I feel lost in this area. I feel like a bit rejected by you. And so we put up the walls, And but when we put up these walls, we are stopping God from doing his thing. We're stopping God from coming in. We're stopping God from doing a work in our hearts. If it wasn't for, for God in, that, in, in those moments of hardness, it's like the very opposite. We need to do the very opposite. We have to have no walls. And my first point, which I forgot to mention, is that it allows us to be thankful. Being in the present allows you to be thankful. It's really hard to be thankful while everything is going berserk in your life or even certain areas of your life. And so when we're thankful is that we're we're allowing God to just stop let those walls come down because I remember I was like, God, there's a few reasons here where I could, we could stop ministry here. Is this what you want? Like, do you want us to walk away? Like, do you, is, is this your way of saying to us, give up, walk away? Because we hear pastors and pastors, so many pastors, where that's what's happening to them and they stop ministry. I'm like, is this what you want from, for us? And so I remember it was so key for us in that moment to stop and be present and in the present and to just be thankful for what we did have. And as we're being thankful for what we did have, we weren't allowing these walls to come up. We we're thankful for the people what we did have in the moment. We we're thankful for the opportunities we did have. We we're thankful for the wisdom that was going to come out of it. We we're thankful for the strength that was going to come out of it. We we're believing for some great things. We we're believing that that God was going to grow a relationship with him in another way where we're so dependent on him. So thank you, God, that we still have you. Thank you, God, that you still approve of us. Thank you that in the end, God, that you are, are everything. And, and if you are still for us, then we're, we can start with that. And so Naomi, she had something. You know, when everything was going, like, was going wild, all hell had broke loose over her life. She could, she, it was probably would have been, it's hard for, I could see why it'd been hard for her to be thankful for something, but you're good. The goodness of God is so awesome. It's so powerful. And we could so trust in it that even in a situation like Naomi, God gave her something. She had Ruth. She couldn't see it in a moment, but Ruth was there. He had given her Ruth and she had, he, she had Ruth to be thankful for. And Ruth would become that person that was going to change everything for Naomi. I mean, we preached to this day. I mean, I'm talking about Naomi today. Like what a redemption? Because she had Ruth in her life. And so I'm always like, God, we all have something. You have something to be thankful for. Even in the hardest situations where you feel lost by God, there's it an amazing there's something there's something sometimes it's not so obvious like it was for Naomi I mean her daughter-in-law I hope my mother-in-law she's here today that she she loves me she'd be happy if I were to stay with her you know but sometimes it's not so obvious you know your daughter-in-law wants to tag you along you know and so but it was such a precious gift from God to be like I haven't forgotten about you here's a little arrow of hope Here's a little something of hope for you to hold on to. Yes. So, I want to encourage you this morning start thanking God. Because when we thank God, it quiets the thoughts. Cuz our thoughts go too crazy when we look too much ahead, we it's easy to be bombarded with fear. Cuz we start to worry. But when we and when we look behind and remnants on the past, it's gone. And there's healing in God for those things. And so when, we, when we're bombarded with thoughts, being thankful just starts to slow it down. It starts to bring a little string of positivity. Because it is. When you are thankful, it gives us, it, um, it, it starts to declare like a positive, these positive thoughts in our mind. What's your internal dialogue looking like? If your internal dialogue is constantly negative, I would wonder, maybe we need to be more thankful. Because if you could start being thankful, it will change your internal dialogue, therefore change what you're declaring, what you're speaking, what's coming out of your mouth. And we know, Christian or non-Christian, I'm surrounded with non-Christians all the time, they know there's power in your words. There is power in our words, and I'm like, I know. I know. With the God who created this word by word, I know there's power in our words. And so sometimes we got to check our thoughts. slow them down. Start being thankful. And, and and it'll start to change even what you're saying. So there's just so much power in being in the present. Not worrying about the future and the past, but being present. What you have, you do have now. What is in front of you now. And again, it's not always so obvious. And I believe that the, the Holy Spirit can show you if you allow him to. Second point, it allows us to steward the moment well. Man, I love this one. I love this one so much. Because, okay. Man, Harley, are you always like this? It's like we're just having a combo right? you know, it's it's awesome. Okay. So, Ruth, in this in, in this situation, I feel what stood out to me when I was reading it. I was like, "Man, Ruth, you were living, you were stewarding the moment well, because she was present. She was stewarding the moment well. It was she could have looked to into the Moab and see all the handsome Moabites that she could have easily went back and married, start a family. She could have went there. She could have easily choose the, uh, something that was." obvious but she stayed she was like what do i have in front of me now that was her mother-in-law and she refused to let get go and she refused she she must have had a sense that it was not over it was not done it didn't feel right and even though it didn't make sense she stirred what was in front of her and because she stirred what was in front of her she became like a like a golden arrow that would hit the mark for for major redemption for major re- redemption. You have, all of you have, you guys have goals that you're trying to reach. All you guys have these targets that you're trying to, like, hit. But unless you steward the present moment well, unless you steward your today well, you won't hit those marks tomorrow. You have to steward your today well to hit the marks, the goals of tomorrow. Sometimes we're so future focus we're so thinking of the tomorrow or worried about the tomorrow that it par- there's so much fear paralyzes us first of all but we're too like i want this i want that i want that if only i could have how it was here back in the day if only it could have been like this like it was back in the day that we're missing out or today you're guaranteed your today you have your today everything else is gone or is you don't have it yet but you do have your today, and you get to decide how you're going to live it. And by embracing everything well, it, it, you will hit those goals. You're going to look back, and you're going to be, wow. And I, let me tell you, it doesn't always look so obvious. It doesn't always look so obvious. And so just to go back to my story, when we're going through a hard time, I remember I was asking God, like, okay, God, like we're going through this world of times, I know God, you're my everything, but I, I just need something, I was like, I need something else in my life, because I don't know about you guys, but I I was just like, I know God is my everything, but I was like, I need something else, I need an outlet, I need something else, that's it's just outside of the church, and something physical, like I'm, I'm like, I feel like if I need to get physical, I have my body, I've, I've been through sickness, where I couldn't Work out. So now I'm like, I want to work out. I feel like that's going to be good for me mentally. It's going to be good for me emotionally. I need something. And so I remember uh, I mentioned it to Sean. I was like, there's this martial arts school there that has like these little kit fit class. Maybe I'll do that. Sounds safer, <laughs> right? And so, and this was where the school where my son was training in martial arts. So he he went. And he brought my son, and when he came back, he came back and he put a gi, adult size gi on the table, and some boxing gloves, and said, they had a promotion. I got you the package. got you a full package. You could do jiu-jitsu and kickboxing. And I remember being so mad, so mad at him. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm 35 years old. Do you think I'm going to go and get myself thrown over on the mat? And then I could picture myself being with a bunch of little kids, because I'm like, I'm like, who starts at 35 martial arts? So I'm like, those people are already in their back belts. They're teaching. Now I'm like, I, what am I going to do? I could just picture myself a little adult here, a little white belt, well, you, with a bunch of little kids and looking like a fool, you know? And uh, anyways, but something told me, I was getting mad at him, but something was like telling me like, okay, just trust it. Just trust it. I've been praying, asking God for something. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust it. And, uh, so I was like, okay, I was like, okay, God. So I went there and the first, there was other adults. It was not how I thought. We just didn't see that because we would drop our son and then we'd go home. But after that, this is where the adults would come in. Right. And so I was not the only adult. I was in the full on adult class with people of different levels and, It was love at first sight. It was love at first sight. I loved it. And I was like, oh my goodness, I wish I would have started this earlier. And I was just so thankful. And I remember in that season looking back and being like, wow, God, like uh, that season, how we got through it was being thankful for one day at a time. I remember being so thankful for having martial arts. Remember in that season when it was hard, I'm like, thank you, God, I have this outlet. Thank you, God, that I could I get to, like, work out now and I get to do something that I love. I, was, I remember it was like taking one day at a time being thankful. I remember taking one day at a time being thankful for the people we did have with us, the people that were encouraging us, that were inspiring us, the people that stood with us, being so thankful for those relationships, being so thankful for the opportunities we did have and what God, it was literally being thankful for what we did have. That, that I look back at those keys with literally being thankful one day at a time for what I had my relationships, my family, martial arts, my kids, my marriage was going well. And so it was like literally one day, t- because I'm like, man, we could get hit hard, pastors, when like it could affect the marriage, like hard in those kind of seasons. We're like, Sean and I, when seasons are really hard, it's like we get closer. So I was like, okay, I was like super thankful for every day that I had, not looking too much ahead and could certainly not look at the past because that was painful. So it was literally being thankful for what I had. And I was getting the healing that I needed from the past, but it was literally taking one day at a time. So I'm in this journey in martial arts and I'm like, okay, God, I feel like I need to steward this moment. Well, even better, you know, so I've been training, I'm showing up. I'm even if it's, I remember there was times where it was really hard to get to martial arts. I was tired, barely slept, you know, I was not feeling well, or there was just a rough day with some stuff happening, and I'm like driving to the dojo, and I'm like wiping off tears, and I'm like, okay, but I was like, thank you, God, that I get to do this. Thank you, God, that I get to do this. I get to move my legs, and I get to do it. So I was like, okay, I'm stirring it well. I'm showing up at that dojo, like, I was training a lot. When it was open, I was there. I was training two hours back to back. I was like, I was showing up. Even though it was hard, sometimes kicking and screaming to God, but I was showing up. And every time I showed up, God gave me what I needed. Every single time where I'm like, there is no way I'm training for two hours today. I didn't sleep last night, and I was sick. There's no way I'm going to be able to even go through the, the, like, just the warm-ups, for crying out loud. And every single time, um, God gave me everything that I needed. Everything I needed. I get, get there, and the moment I get on the mat, I had the energy. I had the ability to do what I need to do. I had the ability to, to do the moves that I was supposed to do. And let me tell you something. It's not always easy. It was like sometimes, like martial arts is not an easy sport. Like there was also some fears attached to it. Going, it was not just about doing the workout. There's some fears, like being thrown over, having somebody hip throw you, fun, fun, you hip throwing somebody on the ground over your head, super fun, but being the one that's now it's your turn to be thrown on the mat, not fun, not cool, I don't like it. Still to this day, I don't like to be thrown over on the mat. You know, so there was definitely like, and I, in my journey in martial arts, I had to really take it one day at a time because if I looked ahead, I was like, no way I'm doing that move. No way I'm going to be able to do my black test. I would go and see the black test, and I'm like, there's no way I have the endurance to do that. There's no way I could do that move. What in the world? I would get so overwhelmed, so full of fear. I couldn't look too much to the future. I could not look too much to the future. I really had to take it one day at a time. I would get there, but God would always do it. I was able to perform the moves that was expected of me that day. I was able to train like I was supposed to train that day and not just do it but to do it well because it was very important to me to have a good reputation while I was there right we don't want to just do things that, like we, I'm like I'm a child of God right and so I was like I want to have a good reputation while I was there and so and God always did he always did one day at a time as long as I was being obedient to showing up because I'm like I have today to steward, and I have today that I get to show up. I have today that I'm gonna just take a step, I could do that, I could drive myself to the dojo, get there, there was times where I was like, I couldn't get to dojo fast enough, because that was my outlet to release all this stuff, okay? Let me tell you, it's awesome. Little side note, if you're looking for something, especially kickboxing, it's great, and it's not that scary, okay? It's a good outlet to just release stuff. And so there's times where I couldn't get there fast enough, but there's times where it's like, no, I, like I said, I didn't want, really want it to go. But one day at a time, it was like I was equipped. I was equipped. And I was like, okay, I've been doing this. Now, God, what can I, else can I do to steward the moment well? And the only thing, the only other thing that I could see that I could do was to help clean the mats. Just help clean the dojo. And I'm like, ah, you know, do you think I feel like that? No. I'm a mom of four kids. I'm cleaning my house, and I like my house very clean. So I'm already, like, cleaning a lot at home. And I'm like, I don't feel like cleaning the mats. But I'm like, I felt like I needed to do, like, take another step to, like, steward that moment well, you know? So I started to, like, the only thing that it could be was clean those mats. Clean knows my mat. I'm sure he came. Say, oh, he's faster cleaning the mats, and he's probably thinking, "What is she doing?" And I'm like helping. So, but eventually, I got asked to help the, in the kids' class, but not to teach, just to help. You know, get the kids to like, okay, stand here, put your foot there. Oh, listen to the teacher in the front. Listen. And I was doing it a lot. I was volunteering a lot, and it didn't look like it really the most appealing thing to do, but it was what I had. It was something that day extra that I could do to steward the moment better, and eventually, with time, and I gave many hours of doing that, and then eventually, the time they asked me. It's like it's like I was doing them. It's like I stood out to them. Eventually, they asked me to help teach the class with them, and eventually, it came to a class where I was volunteering some extra time, and I was like, give. I was helping the teacher as well teach. That eventually, they asked me to teach the class myself. And then I was stewarding that, and I was learning so much. And even if it's times where it didn't look, it was hard, or it wasn't really what I really, really wanted to do, like, I would have loved to teach martial arts with the adults. That's fun. Like, that's for me, was like teaching, just going, teaching young and old, and really taking the class. That would be the ultimate goal. And, but, but, it was like, no, I was like just helping, teaching, helping in the class. And then I was always, if I did teach, there was another teacher there kind of like watching me, right? But I was learning so much. And I was thankful for God. I was like, thank you, God. Like, I'm learning so much. In those season where you think you're wasting time because you know you can do better. You know you're meant for more. But this is what I had. So I could have been like, I'm not doing that. Because this is below my, like, level. I don't need to be doing this kind of stuff. Like, I, we have our nonprofit organization. Like, we don't have to be, like, sweeping floors here. Like, I, I could have had that mentality of, like, what is this gonna do for me? This is a waste of my time. I could have easily had that mindset. Or been like, there's no way I'm going back to that. Right? But it was doing those very things that did not look appealing, did not look obvious, that eventually started to open up the doors. And so eventually, they, they've asked me to just take over the whole class. And now I'm not just taking over the whole class. Now I'm the teacher who's teaching other teachers. Right? So I look at my journey in martial arts where I'm like, I'm doing what I love to do. I'm teaching adults. I'm teaching kids and I have my own class. I have no one around me watching me. I'm opening the class. I'm making the, them to bow before the class. And I'm doing the whole little thing that we do at the beginning of the class. And, and, and now I'm teaching other young girls. I'm loving to teach other people how to teach. I realize that's a passion of mine. I love it. And I, there's no way I would have hit that mark of the future if I would have went straight to, like, I want to be a teacher who teaches other teachers. And just, I would have wasted so much time, wandering around, being like, "Where is that opportunity, God? When are you opening the door, God? When is, and when is it going to be my time to have these cool things happening to me, God? What, what, what? You know, just wandering around every day, grumbling, moaning every day, one day at a time, one day at a time, spending our old day just, just declaring what we don't have, what, what's not happening." But the whole time God is there and been like, it's, there's just one thing that I'm giving you. I've given it to you already. It just doesn't look the way you want it to look. First, you got to steward this. It's there right in front of you. you. guys are Some of you guys are just walking around, just waiting for these things to happen. And God's like, it's right there. It's right there. It doesn't look like it yet, but it will eventually. Like, that, the, like the seeds. You want a tree, but there's a seed in front of you that you have to steward first. It's not, as, it's not always fun, but sometimes we have to do things that are not fun to be able to do the things that are fun, right? I can't do this because I should be doing this right now. How many times do we hear that? I've, I've said it, guys. I know it. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I've said it. I can't do this because I should be doing this. I can't do this because I would need this. When I get this, then I'm going to start doing this. I'm not doing this because it's a waste of my time. How many times do we hear people say that? Yet, that's what's in front of them. That's the door that's in front of them, but they're refusing to go in, and they're like, no, that's going to be a waste of my time. I can't do this because this is not what I feel like doing. Like I said it earlier, it's not what I feel like doing, but yes, but eventually doing sometimes the things we don't feel like doing will lead to be us being able to do what we feel like doing. What do you have in your life? What's in front of you? You all have things in the very areas of frustration with God, in the very areas like that you feel forgotten by God. You have something because God is a good God. We could trust him like that. Like Naomi, he's a good God. It looked like God had afflicted her, but he's a good, loving God. He, she could have trusted that he had not left her with nothing. She had Ruth. That was going to be the key to her redemption. What do you have? What do you have today? God will give you the grace and ability for you to do today. He, we don't have to wait till tomorrow. There's something today. Let's like, like, that's exciting. Like, God's giving you a bite for you to be able to chew right now. That's, like, manageable. That's manageable. If For me, with martial arts, I remember, if I look too much ahead, there's no way. But chewing one little thing, one day at a time. Next thing I do, I'm doing the black belt exam, and I'm, like, flying through it. It went super well. I had the energy through the whole thing and I did it well and I, I I I I I was really proud of myself. And and out of it I started having I had a good reputation. Right? Yeah. Proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And um I remember so years ago I remember saying to God, like, I wanted like a little like side hustle, okay? I was like, I want a little side hustle just to bring in some extra like money, you know? But it was like, it didn't look like I could. Like I was like my days, I'm homeschooling my kids. I'm pastoring a church. I train and volunteer at the church like all the time. I don't even know how I'm going to be able to get a job, Right. And how, where, I'm like, ooh, is this where, like, the martial arts journey stops, you know? Because while I was volunteering martial arts, you know how many people, when they'd find out how many hours I was there, it was like, working a job, and I wasn't getting paid for it? I had so many people, like, I mean, like, you're not getting paid? I'm like, no. And you could just see it in their eyes. They're like, what are you doing? What a waste of time. Like, you don't need to be doing this anymore. I had so many looks and stares. Like, people I could just tell, you're a good friend, but I could read you right now, (laughs) and I know exactly what you're thinking. Please don't go there. And, um, but for me, I I was like, again, it was what was in front of me. I could have went and and stopped martial arts and being like, okay, I'm going to stop martial arts because I really want to be able to go and do these things. But these doors are not open yet, you know? And, and and just kind of walked away from that. But something told me, stay where you are. Stay where you are. Keep believing. Keep believing. Stay where you are. And I remember putting in the House of Hearts there, like side hustle for Michelle, not for Sean, for Michelle. And um, sure enough, uh, eventually they asked me to come on staff, so. Now, it's officially a job of mine, a little side hustle. And I still get to train. I still get to teach martial arts, which is what I love. So I'm, I got my side hustle. And it's not. I seriously thought my hustle would, would, had, would have had to be something that I really didn't want to do, like really didn't want to do, you know, like a little side job. So I'm like, I don't know what, else, what I would do. But now it's like God was like the whole time he was working on a, a, a target that I had years ago. The whole time he had a plan. She's going to, by stirring every moment, one day at a time, she's thinking she's just going to work out. She's thinking she's just going to learn and grow her character. She's just think, going to think that she's she's... Um, growing her confidence to be bold and share and speak and growing her leadership because all all those things were happening over there while I was there. And God's like, I got a bigger plan. I got a bigger plan. She doesn't know it, but she's believing for something and one day at a time, I'm working towards it. Hard times, easy time, and I hit it eventually. And And you know what? I have the audacity before God to believe that it's not done. I'm not just there to, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I will go compete. I have no idea. Maybe it's that. who knows? But I, I have, I, at this point, I'm like, if I keep stewarding this, some, what's next? What's, what is next? I'm like super excited. Anyways, I, I, guys, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for you guys, and I want to stand and believe that you guys have things in front of you right now that you're going to pick up these little, rusted little, what looks like a rusted little arrow, but they're actually these golden arrows that are going to like hit the mark of your future. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. Yes. Gosh. Do you do this for Sean, too? I never get to be in here now. No? I'm going to tell Sean. I'm going to tell Sean how you were. (laughs) You guys are all awesome, but can you hear her in front of here? Yeah, you guys can hear her? Okay. Allows us to renew our mind. Point number three. Being in the presence allow us to renew our minds. I'm I'm almost done. Sorry, guys. I keep my message short and sweet. Okay. Psalm 118.24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. This is the day. You have today. We have today, guys. We can enjoy in it today. Today, we don't lose heart. We have strength for today. Second Corinthians 4.16 says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Day by day you're being renewed. Every day is a new day. We are ever transforming. We're becoming more developed in who God has already made us to be our flesh was decaying because of sin but when we accepted Jesus in our life he penetrated himself into us becoming one there's a new reality happening inside of us whether we feel it or not that your dying flesh every day wants to pull you away yeah. your di- your flesh i know it i know it what what, what I, it, it was sometimes it was hard to do it today and to just because the it was the flesh that I wanted to keep me back the flesh wanted to keep me back from going to dojo. The enemy wants to keep you back. This world wants to, does not want you to walk in the fullness of what you have. You're, there's, there's a reality that's pulling you away, but there's a, there's a different reality living inside of you. And the only way that we could tap and walk in the fullness of what God has for us is to just one day at a time. Today. God tells you, don't worry about tomorrow. Today. Today, I give you your daily bread. Not for the month. Today, I give you your daily bread. Today is going to give you what you need to succeed for today. Let's succeed one day at a time together. How about that? How about we are proud about how we succeeded in what we did one day at a time and watch where we stand one year from now. We'd all be amazed at our stories. Therefore, if 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. What is God saying to you today? What is he saying over you? What does he have for you today? What does he want for you today? You know, I, I, I love the prophetic, and I love believing and having goals, which is all really good. We're so quick to be like, God, what do you have for me? We do that a lot. What's, what's my future like? What do you have for me in the future? We do that a lot. But I'm able, because I'm, I'm a little bit more present-minded, which could be super frustrating sometimes for people. When you're very present-focused, there's good to it, like I just shared, but there's also a downside, right? You could be out of sight, out of mind. You could lack planning. Okay. Okay. There's some disadvantage, but there is some advantage. There is some advantage, and I I I love to ask, instead of asking God all the time, "What do you have for me in the future?" Let's ask Him, "What do you have for me today?" Like that same kind of belief and hope and faith and visionary that you have of like believing for the future and. And hoping and and being having the like um, fireworks going on in your mind around like what you want in the future. If we're to bring that in that kind of mentality in our present day, of like, what do you just have for me today, God? What can I do today? What can I steward today? What's one thing that I could? Do? He has he has something for you because he's not forgotten about you. He loves you too much. Can we trust God enough with so much boldness and faith that today you've got some valuable things in front of you? They're not, again, they're not as obvious sometimes, but they're there. Don't hang on too much to the past, okay? Don't reminisce too much to the past. And don't get too stuck. Don't, don't just look too much at the future get stuck in the past. Sometimes those things could cause negative emotions. It could bring on lots of fear. It could bring on lots of discouragement. That's why God says renew your mind day by day. Day by day, renew your mind.